0: Michael Swickert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili is from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, which is the chili capital of the world. Today is World Green and Red Chili Day. When does it run? It runs January 1st to December 31st each year. Every day is Chili Day. I like New Mexico history, especially when there might I said might be gold coins that anyone could find if they're looking in the right place. Where is that? I don't know. But there's a story about $50,000 in gold coins buried somewhere near the San Juan River in Blanco, New Mexico. Now, Blanco's about 10 miles east of Bloomfield. The story I got was that two men, somewhere about the time of 1874, found out that a stagecoach was carrying the payroll for the federal people at Fort Wingate and also for the people in the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Must have been a lot of them to add up to $50,000 in gold coins and that what they've said to have had on a stagecoach. Well, I was trying to figure out how much that weighed. Never mind. It's a story told in New Mexico, so I'll take it as a story. Well, now, these two stage robbers, Tom Horton and Sam Wharton, stopped the stage in the middle of somewhere, nowhere in New Mexico, and it was headed toward Albuquerque. They held a gun to the stage crew, and they took the box holding the gold coins and then rode south. They did so to throw off the lawmen, but, you know, that didn't work because those guys back then were pretty good trackers, and they could see where the outlaws went south to the first hill and then turned northwest toward the Bloomfield uh, area. Where were they going? We don't know, but that was their direction of travel. To make things worse, they had stolen the horses they were on from a group of Navajo ranchers, so the ranchers were keen to get their horses back. As they were near the San Juan River, near the small settlement of Blanco, they were surprised and quite dismayed that they could see the dust of pursuit obviously by either lawmen or the military well it turned out it was the military the box of gold was slowing them down so they stopped and they buried it in the side of a hill and covered their tracks real good so nobody would see they had stopped there now their horses were tired not used to such a long ride so the law caught up to these outlaws They were tried, convicted, and sentenced to a long stay in a New Mexico jail. They were moved in 1885 when the first New Mexico territorial prison was built just south of Santa Fe. And that's where they were for a while, dreaming of those gold coins that they had touched years earlier and hid. So far, they'd not heard of anybody had found them. So their dream was when their time was up, they'd go and they'd find the gold and they'd be rich. Alas for them, Tom Horton died of tuberculosis. So there was just Sam Wharton who moved to Aztec, New Mexico after his release from prison. He spent his spare time quietly riding the area around Blanco, New Mexico. Aztec's about 15 miles from where Sam thought the gold coins were buried. Well, he looked and he looked and he looked, and years later he died with no money. And friends, this might just be a tall tale of New Mexico, or there might be a bunch of gold coins in a box buried in the side of a hill. No, I'm not going to go look for gold coins, but you can if you want. Michael Swigert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. It's somebody's birthday every day, and I'd like to give you time to get ready for a celebration in New Mexico. Current New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's birthday is October 24th. She will officially be 64 years of age on that date. She is the 32nd Governor of New Mexico, state governor. She was a member of the New Mexico Congressional First District from 2013 to 2019 was elected governor in 2018 and re-elected in 2022. So a big red and green chili from Hatch birthday wish for Governor Michelle Luan Grisham, and that'll be on October 24th. Speaking of New Mexico governors, as I just was, we just missed former New Mexico Governor Jerry Apodaca's birthday, October 3rd. He was born in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Now, out of the 50 territorial and state New Mexico governors, guess how many were born in Las Cruces? If you guessed one, and that was Jerry Apodaca, you are right. He was the one and only governor of New Mexico born in Las Cruces. It would have been his 89th birthday, though he died earlier this year at age 88. He was the 24th governor of New Mexico, serving from 1975 to 1979, where he was term-limited out of office. At one time, he ran an insurance company in Las Cruces before he began uh, his politics career. Now, partly personal, in the year 1983, might have been 1982, I can't remember exactly, I was a lobbyist at the New Mexico Legislature for the University of New Mexico. The reason I was tapped to be a lobbyist for UNM was that the president of the university then, John Perovich, knew me from my working as the television director for Instructional Media Services, which was on the main campus of the university. And we had done some taping together and he commented that I wore cowboy boots while directing. I said, yippers, I do. And it is true. He called me to his office one day. It was like, January, He said he needed someone who looked Western to represent UNM to the elected representatives and senators from the east side of the state who also wore cowboy style shirts with snaps on them and cowboy boots. I said, I'm your man. Now, the only reason I mentioned that, and there is a reason, was that one of the people in Santa Fe told me an interesting story about former Governor Jerry Apodaca. And I can't find the story today. I know I wrote something about it in a column at one time, but here's the story, which is at least secondhand, if not more. But by golly, it's a good story. It seems Jerry Apodaca, Governor Apodaca, was what some people would call a fitness person who jogged and did physical fitness stuff. He decided to run a marathon, and with his security detail, he went to New York City to run in the New York Marathon. Which year? I don't know. Anyway, I don't think I ever knew, but it probably was between 75 and 78, 1975, 1978. Anyway, Governor Apodaca was out jogging in New York City a few days before the big marathon, and he was stopped by a policeman who asked him for his ID. Now, Governor Apodaca said, well, I don't have an ID, but I'm the governor of New Mexico. Now, the story I got was that the policeman looked at him and said, yeah, and I'm Amelia Earhart. Well, now, they took Jerry Apodaca to the police station where everybody there had a very red face and couldn't wait to apologize. Even Hugh Carey, the Democrat governor of New York came to New York City and personally apologized to Gary Apodaca, and they had a few laughs. One time I was interviewing Jerry Apodaca many, many years ago, and I asked him about this story, and he was so funny because he just smiled, but he wouldn't comment on it at all, and nothing I said could get him to say anything. Michael Swickert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company. You can hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. I was asked the other day about the first military use of that newfangled machine a long time ago, the airplane. Well, that was in 1916, after the Pancho Villa raid on Columbus, New Mexico, which happened March 9, 1916. General John Pershing was sent to pursue Villa and his followers into Mexico. U.S. Secretary of War Newton Baker ordered the first arrow. Squadron to Columbus, New Mexico to provide reconnaissance and communication for General Pershing. So it was going to be the first use of airplanes. The first aero squadron was the very first group of flyers to fly for our country. The squadron was tasked with sending all the aircraft, the pilots, and the support personnel they had to Columbus, New Mexico as quickly as possible. By March 13th, the squadron left San Antonio, Texas by train with everything they had they arrived the 15th they flew their first sortie the very next day they had 8 Curtis JN3 biplanes 11 pilots and 82 support personnel it was a good plan that did not consider the new mexico and northern mexico weather and landscape one plane crashed and a couple others were broken it seems these planes and pilots were not used to the spring winds that we have around here, full of dust. You've seen those. The area that they were attempting to fly above there was above the flight ability of these Curtis biplanes, and again, the wind was beyond the operating speed for these airplanes. It looked good in the newspaper and for the reporters, and the sound of engines made people smile a lot, but as a tool for General Pershing, they were a complete washout. These airplanes had a 90-horsepower engine, and the propellers, which were wooden and laminated, they just happened in the heat and the dust and all that stuff to delaminate, and that was not good. When the propeller falls off your airplane, nothing good will happen to you. Within a short while, they were down to two airplanes. Let's see, they started with 11, and they ordered those planes to Columbus for repairs, They kept trying airplanes and finding they couldn't stay in the air in the wind, the big wind that we have in the spring, and that the different airplanes were too underpowered to do anything of use. Finally, there were 12 Curtiss R2s, which were sent much larger airplanes that had a 160-horsepower engine, but they were problematic because they had been hurriedly constructed, and so almost without any effort, they fell apart. In all in all, there were 51 airplanes of various makes and models sent to Columbus, New Mexico, and the military learned a lot without actually being of any real use to General Pershing, other than the publicity. And with the coming American uh, participation in the First World War, all was not lost. The punitive expedition ended in February 1917, a little less than a year after it started, And all the remaining airplanes that weren't completely broken were sent to San Diego and San Antonio. Now, the pilots of these airplanes were very much trained and ready to go to France to join the war, flying French airplanes. We didn't send any American airplanes, but our pilots had been well-trained, and they really had a lot of stories, and they went to France to fly those airplanes. But that's another story I'll tell at another time. Michael Swickard here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. Now, speaking of sun-dried hatch red chili, that's one of the things I like to do. It's one of the best tastes of the Fresh Chili Company. Now, with it getting more into the fall and a nice taste on a cooler day of pasoli, well, now, if you're making pisoli, this sun-dried hatch red chili, is what brings out the best taste of New Mexico. Now, the Fresh Chili Company has a new product, which I can personally tell you I've only had four times in the last couple of days. <laughs> and it's a good hot dog uh, thing to put on. It's a taste sensation that combines mustard, pickle relish, medium heat jalapenos. Don't be afraid of the jalapenos, it's medium heat, and sweet onions. This condiment in a jar has lots of flavor and a very nice kick with, again, a medium-heat jalapeno. The name you will find in the Fresh Chili Company website, it is Hatch Jalapeno Mustard Relish. And man, is it good on everything, even deviled eggs. Now, one thing that happens when people live in Las Cruces or in our little slice of paradise, they can come by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop. It's at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7A in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Now, the gift shop is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come by the Fresh Chili Company gift shop. There's a big sign over the entrance saying, The Fresh Chili Company, and a lot of good-tasting stuff inside. This is Michael Swicker with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company Thank you for your time today. We will have lots of news and stories about New Mexico for you on these podcasts. If you have something or someone you would like me to talk about, write to me, michael at com. That's michael at com. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good. More is better as long as it's Hatch Valley chili. Bye for now.